Good morning. Uh, just a reminder to everyone, next Sunday we're going to be having a voters meeting following our second service. Uh, there'll be a light luncheon provided. And at this voters meeting, they're trying to pass a couple constitutional changes. So we do need a, a larger number of people there for a quorum for a constitutional change. So if you can make it, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, copies of the Constitution and its proposed changes are on our website. If you have a chance, please feel free to look at them uh, before the meeting. The Old Testament reading for this, the third Sunday after the Epiphany, is from the ninth chapter of Isaiah. There will be no gloom for her who is in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you, except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, He went and lived in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light, and for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, On them a light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, his father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Where do you think Jesus wants to go? Where does Jesus want to be? The wise men thought the Christ wanted to go to the capital city, Jerusalem. The wise men thought Jesus wanted to be near a palace, but they were wrong. Jesus wanted to be in a tiny town of Bethlehem in a stable. That's where they found him. Where do you think Jesus wants to be? As soon as Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, a lot of people thought Jesus would go to Jerusalem. The Christ would go to the temple. The Christ would go to the religious leaders of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But instead of going to the capital city, Jesus went to the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, a barren land scarred by years of war and filled with people who had their own scars. That is where Jesus wanted to go. Those are the people Jesus wanted to be with. You may have never heard of the region of Zebulun and Naphtali before. It's not a surprise. They are tiny areas. They are rural. They are poor. This region in northern Israel was invaded more times than I can count. The people in this region were constantly being occupied, constantly being beaten down. And this is where Jesus wanted to go. And these were the people Jesus wanted to be with. Not only was the region of Zebulun and Naphtali bleak, the people were bleak. They lived paycheck to paycheck. On some days they had food to eat, other days nothing. This is where Jesus wanted to be. The people in this region were made up of both Jews and Gentiles, and the Jews of the region were not known for being very faithful. 
And the Gentiles were known to worship any god in the book, so long as it helped them in some way. This is where Jesus wanted to go. And these were the types of people Jesus wanted to be around. Sometimes we might envision Jesus only coming to people who were have it all together. You know, the people who are already cleaned up. The kind of people who don't seem to struggle with any sins. We might think Jesus only wants to go to churches where the people are all smiles, the budget is always balanced, and everyone has life figured out. But that is not where Jesus wanted to go. And there is no such thing as a group of people who are so cleaned up and so perfect that they don't need the Christ to come to them. To make it perfectly clear where Jesus wanted to go and the people Jesus came to claim for himself, Jesus came to the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. He came to our version of a drug house to be near those kind of people. Jesus came to speak with women who have relationships with different men on a regular basis. Jesus came to grab onto the most disgusting people in the society, the kind of people we would walk around and avoid at all costs. Those are the people Jesus came to serve. We are those people Jesus came to serve. Are we really any different from the people of Zebulun and Naphtali? Deep down, are we? When it comes down to it, the greatest sin any person can break, I think, is not really any single one of the Ten Commandments. I think the greatest sin we can commit in the eyes of God is when we don't think we need Christ. From God's perspective, the greatest sin we could ever commit is when we think other people need Jesus more than I do. The greatest sin is when we think we are clean enough and put together enough that Jesus only needs to help other people. Oh, thank you for coming, Jesus, but I'm good. I don't need you to be that close to me. You can go to those other people. But deep down, are any of us really any different than the people of Zebulun and Naphtali? We wrestle with the same sins. Ever since the fall into sin, we all wrestle with the same sins. They felt far away from God at times. Sometimes they felt abandoned. Sometimes they felt like God wasn't even listening to them. Just like sometimes we can feel far away from God. And we may feel abandoned sometimes. And we may feel God isn't listening sometimes. 
We're probably more similar to the people of Zebulun and Naphtali than we think. And that is where Jesus wanted to go. And those are the people Jesus wanted to be with. We are those people Jesus wants to be with. Where does Jesus want to be? What kind of people does Jesus want to be near? What kind of people is Jesus drawn to? He is drawn like a magnet to those who need him. Jesus is propelled to draw closest to those who are hurting, whose hearts are broken, whose physical bodies are failing. In the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, Jesus started off by going into the synagogues. And Jesus told them God was very close to them. But Jesus didn't just tell them. He showed them. All around Zebulun and Naphtali, the people with all kinds of illnesses and disease. People who had epilepsy. People who were paralyzed. They all flooded to Jesus. And Jesus made them better. Jesus proved he had authority, not just over the soul, but also over the body. By a single word, people's bodies were commanded to be healed. By simple touch, people walked again. It's no wonder both the prophet Isaiah and the gospel of Matthew both recorded this event today by saying... The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. Because all of a sudden, for maybe the first time in their lives, the people of Zebulun and Naphtali knew that God cared about them. For maybe the first time ever, they saw that God was going to make their lives better. That they were not forgotten by God. God was right there. Jesus was right there. Right where Jesus wanted to be. Are we really any different than the people of Zebulun and Naphtali? Jesus came to them. And Jesus is coming to us. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. For those dwelling in the region and the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. You've seen that. You have. You have seen Christ come to you. When you come here to worship, you confess your sins to God, our Heavenly Father. Every time we begin our worship. Since it may have been plaguing you for years. When you come here and speak that confession. God doesn't just sit high up on his throne and stay quiet, does he? How could he? He wants to be close to you. He wants to come to you. And he does. He comes down to you and says... I forgive you all your sins. All of them are forgiven by my death on the cross. Go in peace. Sin no more. You are free. You are forgiven. Where do you think Jesus wants to be? He wants to be near you. 
He doesn't want to be stuck on the page in a Bible. He wants that word to be cradled near you in your hearts and in your souls during the hardest times of your life. Because that's when he's closest. Death can be the hardest time for all of us. The death of someone close can make us feel so alone. But that is especially a time when you are not alone. That is when Christ dwells closest to you because you need him. When you are standing next to a casket, staring down at a loved one who passed in the faith, that's when Jesus himself leaps out from the words of the Bible, comes to you and says, Whoever believes in me will live, and those who believe in me will never die. Those words can be the sweetest words to us on the worst day of our lives, because that's when Jesus is standing right next to you. Where does Jesus want to be? He came to the people of Zebulun and Naphtali, hard places, hard lives. He came to be near them, to bring them a light in a very dark place and dark time. And nothing has changed. Where does Jesus want to be? He wants to be near you. 2,000 years later, Jesus is still doing the same thing. He is coming to people who need him. He's coming to you through his word and through his sacraments. Jesus has done so much for you. And he always wants to give to you everything he did for you. And when he does that, the words of Isaiah come true for all of us. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. For those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.